Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey yo, what is going on? This space is already popping. Thanks for being here. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is another shining example of how this space can change your life in a very short time with dedication, hard work, and constant relationship building. From being an early community member of Cool Cats to eventually becoming one of their most well-known mods, he has constantly stayed curious and had a drive to learn, grow, and build in the space. For NFT projects, he continues expanding his role and growing in the NFT space. It's my extreme honor to share the stage today with fellow Crazy Carl Collective member and friend, Ali. What is going on, man? Yo, I'm so happy to be here. And <laughs> I never thought I'd get my own intro on this show, so that's super exciting for me. Yeah, shout out. Thank you so much for always. Uh, you're in the audience quite a bit. You're in the collective as well. I really appreciate the the friendship we've built over the last month and a half or so. Uh, it's just really cool to see your journey and seeing you uh, watch. I always love rooting for uh, people in the space doing amazing things, and you definitely are. Um, let's go ahead and start with just chatting a little bit about your journey, how you got started what uh, in crypto and nfts uh and just uh, start us from the beginning yeah for sure um so i got into nfts i'd say pretty early last year during the clubhouse days um i think there was there was a clubhouse room going on and like baroque was in it bewocious a bunch of other people where we all heard the word nft for the first time um and you know that that was the first time where i I hopped onto Google and I searched up, you know, what is an NFT? Um, and I think it was a couple weeks after that, um, I bought bought my first NFT and still didn't really understand what it was, but I liked the art. Um, I thought the technology had potential, and so that was my way, it's my way to get into it. Um, and you know, I ended up losing a lot of money on it, but that was my first learning experience, and so I took a step back from from NFTs completely and um i got i got more into into crypto over over the summer um just started day trading crypto trying to understand that space a little bit better um and then yeah i you know i'd, I'd be talking to Farouk every now and then and he started really talking about cool cats um and they they really caught my eye with with how cute their art was and sort of the story um clon story i guess and so I, I, you know, the floor was one ETH. This is about a month after they had minted uh, back in August. So I, I bought my my first Cool Cat. And that's why I like to say that Cool Cats was my first NFT, even though it technically wasn't. But that was, I guess, my first NFT after I'd really done my research, really felt like I'd understood what NFTs were Um much better than I guess when I originally bought my first actual one, um, and yeah, that that was 
that was my into the space. I love it. And I appreciate you sharing uh, your journey because I think um, I think every time I have some of the clubhouse crew on here, it just as a reminder, I mean, Aaronito was on here uh, like a week and a half or so ago and very similar story in his journey. Farouk obviously has been on the show. Uh, Nicole, Paolo, uh, and all of you guys started off in the kind of the clubhouse rooms and learning about NFTs together. And I just think it's really fascinating because it's like that first one of the first layers um, of the the bigger wave into the space was just um, so many people connecting, trying to figure out what was going on. Well, I want to take it a step back though because I know. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're still you're still in college, right? I I am. Yeah, I'm a senior in college right now. So so I want to ask you, uh, especially with someone, for younger people, I always love talking to, I mean, you're not a teenager by any means, but you're still younger in, in terms of like starting your career, getting ready to kind of dive into the real world. And so I'd love for you to chat a little bit, uh, two things. One, um, one ETH obviously is, is not, uh, is not cheap. So how, what, what was the grind behind the scenes to get to a place where you were able to invest? Because I think just hearing, uh, uh, that's inspirational to me because when I was in college, I was not thinking about investing. So I'd love to hear kind of um, your thinking and background around uh, wanting to kind of get into investing, even into crypto, and how you were able to to make that possible for yourself while you're still going through college. Yeah, no, I love that question. Um, so I think once uh, once COVID hit, that was sort of my my like. The, the like what what made it everything sort of click for me um you know i had suddenly i'd had i had to move back home to my parents um and i had all this free time and i didn't really know what to do with it because you know school online is a totally different experience you're not really going out you don't really have friends around you anymore um so it was really just me in my room on my computer um 24 7 and so yeah, it sort of just clicked that you know I wanted to do, wanted to do something more than just just school. You know, put some some of that free time to to some productive um, places. And so yeah, I I got really lucky. I got connected to Farouk, and he invited me to Clubhouse uh, back in January. Um, I spent a lot of my time on Clubhouse, just like really listening. Um, I, I do tell people I'm like a really shy person if you meet me in real life. Um, so it was, I, I, I was really nervous to talk. So it was just me sitting in clubhouse rooms all day, just listening and like uh, consuming all this information. Um, and I was very fortunate that, you know, I got a summer internship and that's where I started making um, some money. And, you know, with, with clubhouse, like really talking about, crypto and nfts that that's where sort of like my my attention was at the time and so with all this money that was coming in from from uh, my internship i just started uh messing around with crypto that's that's sort of where i got um where i got started that's where i got the money from and yeah it just uh it, it was really that that moment especially with covid where it was like i just i really want to do something more than what i currently was doing 
I love that. And I think it's uh, really in, in Jasty, who was on the show, who just like want, started out with like $100 to mint his own NFT. Uh, and it just is it's always inspiring to hear uh, like when you get conviction early on about things that are really important, like building, you know, uh, an investment portfolio or, or uh, acquiring assets that are going to change your life. It's so much smarter than uh, throwing all your money into video games or things that, you know, like are consuming you. And so I just think it's uh, it's really cool to hear the shift in mindset, but it's also becoming a lot easier because it's... Um, it's it's more socially uh, like accessible in a lot of ways. Like you going on Clubhouse, learning about these things. Like anyone can be learning about this stuff all the time. So it's not like hidden, and it doesn't feel as secretive uh, of like how to make it. Um, like it maybe did twelve to fifteen years ago before Robinhood was even around, um, and in stocks or investing felt a lot more daunting. Um, it feels like this new wave is just like. It makes it a lot more easy to understand. You get curious, and then you start creating goals to like uh, learn and and start dabbling in it yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it. I don't think I would have even considered crypto if it wasn't, um, you know, because of Clubhouse and because of the resources that we have now. Because um, you know, I'd I'd heard about like stocks all my life, and it was just like there. There's just like there's so much to learn to get into stocks and you know the i guess at least the the infrastructure for investing in stocks in canada were just not advanced or easy enough for me at least um so it just didn't make sense for me to even really bother learning it um Uh and then you know crypto is just like super easy um it was almost like it like it wanted me to invest in in it, in it. so yeah, yeah what uh, was it, what was it about uh crypto that really got you curious um like what aspects of it really fascinated you and and what is your background what what is like what are you studying what are you fascinated about in general with uh with kind of your curiosity yeah so i'm a i'm a student in industrial engineering um that's where i guess i i find my interest in like technology and like all these um all the new resources we we have and the ones we're developing um and crypto just really fit into my current interests with you know the the decentralization aspect to it that's really all i understood at the beginning i just knew it was this decentralized um technology and you know the more i started like reading into it and listening to those clubhouse rooms, the more I started understanding that, you know, there are so many more use cases and with NFTs, it just totally blew my mind what, what was possible um, and how early we still were with it. And that, that was just the selling point for me that it was, it was just so early. And, you know, I feel like, especially back in August, we heard it all the time. It was all we really saw on the timelines. Um, You're early. We're all going to make it. Um, and that like really fueled me to continue um, wanting to participate and show up every single day, just knowing that, you know, maybe I am early this time because I was too young for Bitcoin. I was too young for, you know, when when the Internet started to become a thing. And now it feels like this this um, this was the first real opportunity that I could really take advantage of. 
I love it. And that lack of fear uh, was able to um, get you in at, honestly, a really good time because everything was taken off. Uh, and I think it is important, too, because regardless of whenever you start investing, like we're still early in a lot of ways. Um, and I think people uh, are always uh, are always fearful that they, they're going to miss out or there's not really any opportunities. And like you said towards the beginning of the show, uh, and something that I can uh, empathize with a lot because I was in the same boat for years and years is like when you start investing, you are going to make a lot of mistakes as well. And even in the landscape, when everything in NFTs was going up, there were also NFTs going down. And so it's uh, you're constantly oh, yeah. learning. Uh, and I'd love for you to talk about how, you know, you, you even talked about that first NFT that you bought really didn't ever do much. Maybe it's not even really uh, like uh, able to be liquidated anymore. But um, talk a little bit about uh, hard moments that you you had to learn uh, with trading crypto and NFTs because I think talking about our failures sometimes is what uh, helps people the most is to realize you know we we make mistakes, but then you just don't give up. You learn from them. I totally agree. Yeah. Um... You know, my, my initial investment into Cool Cats, I guess, was I put in I I put in an ETH into Cool Cats, and I had about 0.15 or something left, um, and I used 0.1 to get a dead fellow, which had minted like the weekend before I bought it, and I had like 0.05 left to play around with. And at the time, I didn't really understand gas fees or royalty fees, and I wasn't really taking those into account when I was trying to. Um, you know, flip or uh, day trade NFTs. And, you know, with, with such little uh, li- liquid left 0.05, um, I had to be really cautious with what I was investing in um, when I was planning to sell them, right? Because that was really all the money I had left to play with. And I knew if, you know, um, it was either I make a good call and things kind of work out or I make a bad call and I have to liquidate either my cool cat or my dead fella. Um, so that really, that was like sort of my motivation to really do research on anything I was investing in. Um, and like you said, uh, some things work out and some things don't. Luckily when things didn't work out, I still had enough liquidity to sort of jump back and like, uh, work things out for myself. And sometimes, you know, it was a heavy hit and it kept me up uh, at night sometimes. But, yeah, I think it's uh, really important to remember that, you know, you should only invest what you're what you can afford to lose. That was one of the first pieces of advice I got into the space. And it stuck with me ever since that, you know, if I invest a certain amount of ETH and I were to lose it or it goes to zero the next morning, then I need to be okay with that. And I need to still be able to move on with my life. Um, It's just. I think we all get so caught up in in the space and we get numb to the numbers we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis that we we almost forget that this is life-changing money that we're we're seeing every single day. So, yeah, we just got to take a step back and and like really realize um and appreciate the bigger picture of things and you know, just yeah, not don't overthink it. Um almost almost have fun with it and you know just uh yeah just, you can't don't don't invest what you can't afford to lose that's that's been my biggest takeaway and 
It's a good takeaway too. Yeah. I think that is uh, one of the things that people um, that try to go too heavy or they start to get nervous because they have so much money is because they put too much in it to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and especially as they're learning too, because uh, you're, you're going to make mistakes, especially as you're starting to get into it. Uh, you, you're in a fortunate situation where you were close to Faroque or other people that were also kind of moving in tandem and kind of helping each other decide where to invest and, and kind of created those communities organically because of all the same friends were starting to get involved in them. Uh, but if you're new to the space and don't have such a close network, it is even harder. Uh, and a lot of times you are going to make mistakes trying to, th- you know, think that you found the next big thing and then it goes to zero. Uh, and, and approaching investing in terms of gambling, it's not, it is, it is not gambling because there are, um, if you look at it from a probabilistic standpoint, the probability should be in your favor if you're able to analyze different metrics. However, at the same time with gambling, you know, whatever money you go into a casino with, you know that you're you're definitely going out with potentially zero. Uh, but in terms of when you walk into like the metaverse, uh, you know that not only are you uh, potentially going to make an investment that can change your life. Obviously, it could go to zero, or you you know it could continue to compound. And we've seen that with several people in the space, and and yourself included, of how that, like you said, like it does become life changing money at that time. And and I think that's what everyone is after. But it's something really important to realize that um, the, those those opportunities are uh, very hard to find, and you like the probably the most important takeaway of your story uh, to me is that you were very close with Farouk and a lot of other people that were leading kind of the charge in in deciding what projects to move into. So you had a lot of amazing guidance. So I want to turn to the relationships aspect because I think that's another yeah. big part of success in this space. So chat a little bit about, you know, um, you already talked a little bit about the clubhouse days, but uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your journey into the cool cat community, uh, how you started getting involved and and then how that transitioned into, to a moderator role, uh, even at that time was a big deal because cool cats was popping off from the very beginning. Oh, for sure. And yeah, no, I think, relationships are the most important thing in this space uh in my opinion they're more important than your portfolios um how much liquidity you have i think relationships is it it beats everything at the end of the day um you know like i said when i first got into nfts my only connection was baroque he was my he was the person who onboarded me and he was really the only person i knew but the day i bought my cool cat he texted me and he said you know what you have to do, um, go be active on Twitter, start building a brand for yourself and start making friends. And that's all he told me. And it's stuck with me ever since. And that was always my number one priority with everything. Um, because I knew I didn't have that much liquidity anymore. There was not really much I could do with it at the moment. So why not utilize my current position uh, of just being in the space to start making friends, right? Um, and the way I go about doing that and what I tell everyone is just show up every single day, you know, be active on Twitter, comment under posts of people you want to be friends with or people you look up to, um, a cold DM surprisingly can take you a very long way. That's how I've made some of my best connections and some of my best friends came from cold DMs. 
Um, can you talk a little yeah. bit more for those of, those in the audience that may not know what that means? What is a what do you what would you refer to as a cold DM? For sure, yeah. Uh, I guess a great example would be Andrew Wang. He was someone I really looked up to when I first entered the space, and you know he was someone that after listening to to his spaces and looking at his tweets, I knew I wanted to be friends with him, and so I shot him a DM. We knew nothing about each other. Um, I don't even think he knew I existed at the time, but I still DM'd him and I just said, Hey, you know, like your story has been so inspiring to me and seeing you just graduate college and really, um, you know, find so much success in the space. I've just been so inspired. I'd love to connect with you. And he shot me his number and we hopped on a call. Um, and now I consider him one of my really good friends in the space. And it's just, it, it was things like that that really, really started to add up. And to me, that was more important than anything else because, you know, showing up every single day and participating um, leads to more opportunities than you can ever imagine. Um, you know, I tell I tell people that I just bought a cool cat. I, I wasn't expecting to be here with, you know, however many followers and uh, all the friends I've made now. None of this was ever something I ever would have imagined. Um, and that's sort of the, the blueprint I've followed, right? To, to sort of build onto your initial question about how I got, um, how I became a mod for Cool Cats, that it all ties into just showing up every single day, participating in the Discord, being active. Um, one thing that I guess I kind of wanted to do was make a name for myself in the community. And so just uh, something fun for everyone was, you know, chugging milk when we hit three ETH. Um, I don't think any, anyone had done it, and I thought it'd be just be something funny to to just uh, get a good laugh at with the community, and so I did it. Um, and then, you know, we had the Cool Cat 10 ETH milk chug. And, yeah, just being, just being super active and just becoming friends with so many people in the community, it got to a point eventually where the team reached out and asked if I wanted to become a moderator. Um yeah, that, that's, uh, I guess, a quick summary of that, that story. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, similar in terms of how I became kind of a, a mod in the Gutter Cat Gang is just being kind of doing, just being active in the community, making friends. Um, eventually, you know, once they, well, any community is going to want people that are always engaging and, and uplifting yep. to to be like in, in the forefront and I think it's uh it's important because you're not only growing, um, you're you're obviously really connected to that community. One thing that I love is that you never shied away from uh, trying to get in touch with people that you admired. I think that's really important. I think it's also really important for anyone to realize that those, like you said, those cold DMs or those hopeful, you know, when you're trying um, organically the best you can to get in touch with some of the people you look up to, they may not always pan out. And so then it's also really important to constantly building just around you and friends that maybe don't have status yet or, or you know, don't have a big following. So I'd love for you to talk about, you know, some of those relationships that you made just with other people in the Cool Cat community that maybe, ha you know, still don't have many followers, but people you're super close with because they've become such good friends. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and just one thing, I guess, about cold DMs was, you know, it's, chances are they're not going to pan out, right? Sometimes you get lucky or sometimes 
someone uh, happens to see your DM at the right time. Um, so for one uh, response to a cold DM, I've had at least a hundred that were ignored. Um, but yeah, to, to sort of uh, answer your, your second question, um, it was, you know, just as important that if I was going to sort of grow in this space and start um, at similar stages as myself, right? People who just joined the space and were, you know, looking to buy their first NFT um, just as I was. And so I knew it would be super meaningful if I could make those friends where we could sort of grow together and go through things together that we could relate to. Um, and I think those are the people I consider family now. Um, and that, that really came from, you know, just hanging out in the discords, um, just chatting up to like 4 a.m. At, uh, at some nights, um, going going to uh, like the first Cool Cats LA meetup. That's where I met Toby Lasso and Vinny Plon. And now, you know, those are all those are all lifelong friends that I'll cherish forever. Um, and I guess the most special thing about those relationships is we all started off with like basically no followers when we first met. Um, and now that we're all growing together and doing our own things, it's it's super helpful to be able to rely on each other and to talk to each other about things that you know maybe I don't understand, but one of them does. And it's just it creates a really healthy ecosystem in my in my opinion, where you you have people who can relate to you and understand you and offer you different perspectives. I love it. I love it. I just think your story is amazing. I think also, like you talked about how uh, you're you were able to even get to know, you know, the founder and being able to get become close friends with them uh, also shows a lot about them that they want to connect with community and get close to community. And I think it's just important in terms of uh, the landscape of the, the, the metaverse uh, of like being able to build something really special for the long run uh, through the relationships you've built, which you definitely have. Uh, I'm curious well, because you um, you're kind of growing up in now like this landscape of more like a whole new wide array of opportunities. Um, I, I've got to ask, and with you almost graduating college, uh, you know, but now you're you're living and spending so much time in the metaverse. Where your mind's at with that is if that's something you struggle with trying to figure out uh, what you want to do, or or uh, tell us a little bit about your thinking about the future. Way more than I should. Um, you know, last summer I was working as an aircraft repair engineer and now I trade JPEGs <laughs> pretty much all day. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting thing for me to, to really contemplate almost every single day with what happens after I graduate. Um, you know, do I continue down the engineering path, which I've dedicated the last four years of my life to, um, or do I explore this new space and try to continue building in this environment that I absolutely love and I'm really passionate about. Um, and I don't think I have a, a solid answer yet, but with the way things, things seem to be going, um, I'm really leaning towards sticking to web three because it's what makes me happy. It's what I love doing. And it's just so much better that I get to do it with people I love every single day. Um, I had a I had yeah. a feeling you that was going to be your answer and I just got to tell you it just uh it makes me really happy. It makes me excited. It makes me think of, you know, there was a lot less uh people that were able to do it, but back in 
back when I was in college, you know, uh, over a decade ago, uh, YouTube was starting, and there were people that were kind of changing their life from YouTube, not nearly as many uh, as, as in the metaverse, um, but it was just like this new platform. It was kind of the first way that you could kind of become a, like an influencer and be able to monetize like content creation. And people were starting to do it. And it was just, I was always super motivated. I thought it was so cool seeing people do that. Um, Shay Carl, who was on, on the show was, I was one of his biggest fans when I was, uh, in college. Cause I just thought what he was doing was insane. Um, and now it's like that door is open to so many more people because because you don't have to even necessarily uh, be in front doing the content creation. You can uh, monetize by being the watcher and you can monetize by being a participant. And um, I think that is the cool landscape of where we're going. And I just think the the best part is what you just talked about is that like this is something that you love uh, and that you really want to be a part of. And I think um, you're going to probably find a subset of your skills that you can apply to the space, uh, but you really enjoy and you feel like you're kind of pushing the space forward. And I think that like hearing stories like that or Fawocious, just like being able to now be on a whole different trajectory for what he can do anything he wants in life uh, with his art. I just, I, it makes me happy seeing that uh, our future generation uh, is starting to be able to have like that open uh, like wide array of opportunities be- to, to pursue things that they really enjoy. And, um, and I think I, I just want to give you uh, props for that and for thinking about that, because I think it's, um, it, 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 there's a lot of societal pressure to do certain things. And I think at the end of the day, like the relationships and connections that are easily built in the space are the one thing that no one can deny. And if that allows you to have other opportunities, uh, then, then that's awesome, especially if they make you happy. So, so, um, keep on exploring. And, and I know that you're definitely uh, always wanting to continue learning because you're just a curious person. So just keep it up, man. Um, we're going to be moving to Community Corner here in a little bit, but I have a few more questions for you before we do that. Um, but just wanted the audience to know if you do have any questions, you can start hitting that request button and we'll bring some people up here in, uh, in a few minutes. But I wanted, uh, we talked a little bit about how you became a mod in the Cool Cats, um, and now you, you've kind of taken that, and now you're, uh, you're wanting to kind of uh, help other projects, and you're, you're also uh, working on, your, on a new project, which we'll get to in a little bit. But before we do that, I'd love for you to just talk about how you went from being a mod to advising. I think that's insane. You, you, you were helping other projects. Uh, what did that look like? Did people approach you? Uh, how did you get that kind of respect that people wanted to come and ask you for your, your input? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure how that really happened. Um, it just started popping up in my DMs. And I think uh, a huge part of that was because of how active I was in in the discords or in the communities that I was, I, I was a part of, right? Because that, I think that's really what puts your name out there. Um, and people start to realize that, oh, maybe he does have an understanding of what a community should be. Um, and when you start to, to notice people like that, you want to, I guess, reach out to them. I mean, I do it all the time now. Um, where where you want to reach out and you want, I guess, help on how you create a community where people are so passionate about um, a project they're a part of. And so that's how it sort of started, where 
project started reaching out asking um how how do we build community where people are are this passionate about it where you know they're chugging milk or you know just creating memes all day um so yeah that that's how the dms um really started um and i i really had no idea what i would even say to them but you know i started responding and we started hopping on calls and just having a conversation getting to know each other better and that's how most of my my advising roles have gone is that before before anything we i you know i developed a a friendship and like a genuine relationship with the founders um and that you know that helps me understand why they're starting their projects and what their intentions behind um being in the space are um and that's that's sort of how how it went every single time where once i sort of got an understanding of that i had you know i sort of knew what what I could do to help, where I could bring value, um, whether it was just me hopping in their Discord and just chatting with the community, um, or was telling them that you know maybe you should be hosting contests or doing things to to get people engaged in your project, to get engaged in the team, and to you know really fall in love with the story behind it. Um, it was utilizing the information I had about the founders that I, I guess I was able to to use to help them out. Um, but yeah, I think it, it all really just ties back to just being active and, um, trying to become that, uh, that community member that people want in their communities. So I've got to ask what, uh, what is one of the things that you, uh, after seeing a lot of projects, it's obviously a very hard thing to replicate what really strong communities have. Uh, what are some of the things that you feel like, um, especially as the space has evolved and now this, the space is even noisier than it was a year ago when when most projects were able to kind of find a foothold, at least a small one? What what do you feel like is one of the biggest problems um, communities have or, or people that are looking to just launch a project? What are what are some of the things you feel like are missing? It doesn't necessarily have to be with projects you've advised, but just looking at the landscape of the NFT space in general. Yeah, I think uh, one thing I learned really early on was that a community is just a reflection of its team, right? The team behind the project. Um, so you can't really create the ideal community if you can't be the ideal team um and i think that that's one of the biggest issues we see these days is teams trying to create these large projects and these um super engaged uh communities but you can't do that if the team's not engaged themselves if there's no communication going on um you know if i want to be a part of a project or a part of a community i want to be able to have a conversation with the team. Um, I want to be able to to say hi to them or see that they're hosting a space where they're updating the progress um, or at least just communicating what's going on, um, sharing the story and explaining, you know, their intentions or why they started the project in the first place. And I, I think with without all that information or without any means of communication with the team, then it just sort of defeats the purpose of why we're even here doing what we're doing every single day. Uh, you, I couldn't have said it better. I think you're spot on with that. I think the journey of uh, the founders in a lot of ways, 
there's a few communities that are much more like community led because the founders want to take a back seat. But the projects you see really thriving uh, lately are the ones where the artist is usually one of the main founders of letters by Vinny comes to mind, Um, just like constantly wanting to be a part of the community. And I think that is a an element now that is almost required that maybe back in the early days wasn't um, something like Yugo Labs uh, maybe got a jump start and was able to do something special but is not really uh, replicable as much anymore because uh, because people are are needing kind of that sense of community from others uh, especially when they're new to the space because now you're also finding like back then like you said, you could start getting the space in January. So you already had an idea of NFTs by May or June when these when Bored Apes and Gutter Cats and Cool Cats yeah. are all start coming on the scene. But for people coming into the space and now they're just trying to navigate and they're putting their money in, like it's very hard to get loyal community. I've al- al- already seen it with some of the starting to form, but um, communities that haven't been in the space long need a lot more handholding. They need people to kind of uh, build that sense of like yeah. conviction because they don't necessarily have it when they're just trying to figure stuff out. And when floor price starts to dip, then they then they're like really worried because they 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 haven't been through any of that before for sure yeah and i think i think a large um i guess issue with with the space right now is that most of the onboarding happens through you know attracting attracting people with with the price action or the life-changing money and the success in the space rather than emphasizing on community and the relationships being built on a daily basis and when you have people coming into the space um, focused on, you know, the money and, oh, if I buy this NFT, it's going to change my life, then chances are you're going to be really disappointed. And really the only communities you're going to be creating are ones that are trying to chase those profits. Um, and, you know, when, when that doesn't happen, um, which, you know, it as we've seen with almost every project, chances are it's going to dip a lot more before it really starts to to go up um and you you want people in your community that are willing to ride it through with you through the ups and downs um where i don't think we see that as much anymore because people just they're just chasing the bag yeah yeah i agree and i think um like you said to build that sort of strength you need really strong leaders, um, people that you can look up to or where it's not necessarily about the money uh, are probably the ones that do the best because when it's not about the money as much, then uh, those dips, the people don't look at as much or they don't freak out. So mm-hmm. I think all of those are, are really uh, interesting points. And I think people, um, if they're newer to the space and they're in there, can learn a lot from this conversation. So I appreciate you uh, walking us through your whole journey and thinking process One last question before we move on. We have a handful of people requesting to come up now, excited to get to Community Corner. Uh, Final question, though, just for you uh, to have an opportunity to talk about how you got started with your new project that you're working on. And uh, I know it's it's not going to release for a couple months, but just I think it's a cool part of your journey of uh, being a community member to a mod to helping advise. And now you're actually like a founder on a team. So I'd love for you to just share about that journey of how that even started. Started with the the people that are involved, and then um, and then what you're excited about. If you want to share any of that with with the audience, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think 
my main priority in the space was to not rush things and just be super patient and just, you know, be active and showing up every single day, making friends. And if the opportunity ever came up where, you know, I felt really passionate about something, then I would take it if I felt comfortable enough with um, my current knowledge and my current position in the community. And that's exactly what happened a couple months ago when I guess one of my one of the first friends I ever made in the Cool Cats community approached me with this new project she was she she had started working on called Figure God. Um, and for those who don't know, it's uh, Jess Wiseman. She she's an incredible artist. She did the artwork for Rug Radio. She's worked with some amazing artists like Vex, D Face, um, Jasty, and yeah, she she reached out to me and she was like. I am working on this new project with my brother. Um, can I just get your feedback on some of the artwork? And I immediately fell in love with it. And I was like, Jess, please, like you have to get me on this project. Um, and so we, we worked that out. And then we got Winnie involved as well, who was another friend that I made through the, the Cool Cats community. And that's that's sort of how this project came along, where it was just, four really good friends who really trusted each other and had, you know, uh, trusted reputations and portfolios um, in the space. And we got together and we started really working on this project. Um, and yeah, I think we got very lucky that all our skills complement each other. So Jess can be cranking out the artwork while Whitney and I are, you know, working on more of the business and communication side of things. Callum, uh, working on the Discord and the creative direction of the project. Yeah, we're just we're super excited. We announced it um, almost two weeks ago now, and the the love and support we've been getting has just been totally mind blowing. I don't think it's anything we ever expected, and it's just fueled us to continue to work even harder and really take all our learnings from the past year or so from this space and apply it to to make you know, the best project that we possibly can for the community. I love it. And and talk about uh, evolution and growth in the space. That's what it's all about. I mean, you all are like very well known in the community, especially for your cool cat uh, involvement. And so I just think it's really cool to see uh, a group of people working together, like you said, using your own skills. So tell everyone uh, a little bit real quick before we move to Community Corner, how they can uh, follow the project and in the name of it one more time. Yeah, for sure. So the project is called Figure Got. If you go into my bio, it's already linked there. Um, yeah, that's that's the best way to keep up to date. Um, we are going to start slowly opening the Discord to, to a couple of people. Um, and the way we're going about that is we're doing puzzles every every now and then. Um, so keep a lookout if the Twitter logo for the Figure God account, if the eyes close in the profile picture, then you know there's an ongoing puzzle. And if you solve it, then there's a chance we'll we'll get you into the Discord Um yeah, that's. I think that's, that's awesome. Great. Slow, yeah. slow, organic community growth. I love it. I, that was a yeah. big part of how we built the collective too. Just slowly letting people in and getting to know each other. And I think that's yep. awesome. Uh, a good game plan that you guys have. And I really uh, have a lot of belief in you. I know you. We've talked a little bit about getting some whitelist spots too for collective members. So we'll make sure to do that closer to launch. Of course. Um, so thanks for thinking of the the crazy Carl Collective. 
but definitely go check out figure got um it's i'm excited to see you guys continue to evolve in the storyline and art behind it more for it to leak and um I, i love your profile picture and i see a couple others um in in the audience that have similar so i think it's pretty awesome but let's go ahead and move on to community corner and get some audience members up here get your catnip and questions ready it's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner we got a fellow project builder queen peach.eth up here thanks for coming up on stage Hi, sorry, I didn't hear half of the things you were saying. I think there's always like a glitch when you come up to be speaker. But Ali, I have a question for you. Um, can you maybe share with all of us what has been your biggest takeaway being uh, a mod for Cool Cats? Ooh, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, my biggest takeaway, I guess, has been just, um, hmm. I haven't, haven't really thought about that. Um, it's just uh, being being active in the in the community, and you know, <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it, being a moderator is a great uh, platform to onboard new people into a community, and so that's what gets me excited every single day um, is seeing new people joining the community and sort of being that almost introduction uh, to what the cool cats are all about. Um, and I think that that's my favorite part about moderating for any community that I moderate for now, um, being that sort of the first impression that you're supposed to get. I don't know if that answers your question. I'm sorry. I love that question, Queen Peach. I think Ali, I w- I'd love to add on to that too, because I think, um, from just the collective and seeing the few of the most active moderators, like I'm sure you were in the cool cats, but, uh, guys like Franco or Bennett, uh, that are constantly, or Patrick, who's in the audience, people that are constantly engaged and in the, in, uh, the discord talking to people, they often are the ones that know and are able to like, uh, become friends or like be able to necessarily like, like you did with Winnie, uh, you know, being able to find people that have a lot of potential or that you'd like to get to know better because you're just in there all the time and getting to know people. Uh, I don't know if you would agree with that, but I feel like being a mod or someone that's constantly active, you're able to kind of forge those connections really quickly with people that are, uh, that have a lot of potential that are coming in the space. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I think like, like you said, and I guess you have experience with this as well is, you know, being a moderator, you're a lot more active than, than you normally would be on discord. Um, and you, you really get to identify those community members that are really passionate and really driven and just like, you know, what kind of vibes they're spreading. So you can really identify the people that have potential or that you want to work with. And yeah, I think I, I really felt that or noticed that a lot um, more so now than I did back when I first became a mod. Again, thanks a lot, Queen Peach. Really great question. Next up, I love your bio, uh, little bubs, is a a mellow hype girl, extroverted introvert. (laughs) I love, I need to hear you. How are you? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me up. I appreciate you. It's one of those, like, I like to, like, show my uh, appreciation for things, but at the same token, I get, like, super nervous, like, right now. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm the Mellow Hype girl. Um, I just want to say I'm super, super pumped to be here. 
but more so nervous. Um, but Ali, I really, really like your story because I just joined uh, NFTs back in like the end of December, and I've met so many great connections that I never really thought I would, I would make here. I got into it to make a quick flip, so to speak, and now I'm, you know, totally invested into some communities I never thought I would uh, stay in. Um, I guess for me, I'm kind of rambling, so bear with my nerves, but what is, I'm looking to kind of help build a community that I'm really invested in and, um, I'm posting, you know, some Twitter spaces and really trying to get the community engaged. What is, what is your outlook on, you know, the best way to do that as a community member, um, to help other people engage? Uh, I know that that seems at least for me to be like one of the best out outlets to, to, to engage with the community more so than discord these days. Um, can I get your input on how like me as a community member can help, help build my community? Yeah, of course. I think Twitter spaces is awesome. Um, I mean, we're on a Twitter space right now. Um, I've spent a lot of time, you know, just uh, running community driven spaces for communities that I really believed in. And I think it's, it's a great tool that people don't utilize as much as they should. Um, you know, I think a couple a couple months ago, there were I was hosting about three to four spaces every single day for it was like three weeks straight. Um, and I was just like so in love with the idea of being able to pop on Twitter and just like start talking to people and like getting to know people that I, you know, would never have met uh, otherwise. And I think it's uh, it also adds a touch of almost humanity to be able to connect with people through uh voice rather than just uh you know looking at looking at words on a screen so twitter spaces in my opinion probably the best tool there is that was a really really good question too thank you for coming up and i wanted to um i just think i also wanted to uh give you some flowers because i think it's really amazing you coming up here uh and like you said like it's always nerve wracking, especially new to the space, going up on a stage or asking questions. Um, and uh, you leading by example and doing that is is the first step and uh, awesome. And I'm really uh, proud to, to be able to see that, that you're up here co- engaging already. Um, I'm going to send you an invite to the collective after this too, uh, because I just thought that was awesome. So thanks for being up here. Um, well, let's go ahead and go to, uh, it's No Bladeen, is that it? Yeah, it's Noble Dean. Noble Dean. Oh my God! Now that I'm looking back, I'm like, I should have. I, uh, I'm gonna let you talk because that's pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty funny. That I just was like, I was sitting here trying to figure out what is this name, and now that you said that, I'm like, yep, there it is, Noble Dean, right there. How are yeah, you? Thanks most, for being up, man. Thanks. I'm doing fine. Most people don't know what I'm even, <laughs> what that even says up there. So you got close enough. But um, I did want to say, you know, to Crazy Call, I think your questions and your interactions with Ali were perfect. He was able to, like, tell us his story, his journey. I was I was just shocked at how deep he got and where he started. I was just, you know, I just I was happy, you know, with him sharing with us. Now, um, Ali, um, I have two questions for you. One is about figure God. I was wondering if you guys were maybe looking to do some material pieces, you know, some merch or anything like that with figure God. 
And my second question is, I'm extremely intrigued about being a moderator. I am and I'm moderating an extremely small server right now. And I'm thinking like when you started moderating, were you like in one server or just a couple or like how active were you on Twitter and on, you know, and other servers or were you just like in just your one all day, you know, making sure everyone was good in that server. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, to answer your first question, um, in terms of our plans with merch and figurines, I guess, um, we, without giving too much alpha away just yet, we are um, looking into merch because, you know, Jess has a lot of experience working with uh, some of the biggest um, celebrities with, with their merch. And so that's something we really want to do. Um, but yeah, in terms of for figurines, I guess our main focus right now is delivering the NFT collection because that's, you know, what we're um, sort of promising at the moment. So we're not trying to stray too far um, or get too ahead of ourselves just yet. Um, and for your second question, um, you know, I was active on Discord and Twitter every single day for, you know, 10 to 12 hours, um, just as much as I could be. If I was not in class, then I was on Twitter or I was on Discord. Um, that's all I was really doing for like four to five months straight um, until I felt like, you know, maybe this was getting a little too much and, you know, I should take a step back and like focus on myself again. Um but yeah, it was just about being super active and I was really just a part of, I think, two or three discords that I really loved. I never wanted to spread myself too thin. I just wanted to focus on the communities I was in um, and really just, yeah, just uh, be be active and um, create my meaningful relationships in there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. I greatly appreciate the response. Oh, of course. Thank no, you Noble much. Dean, thank you so much for being up here. I, uh, I, I just really loved that question again, mainly because it was you. I, one thing that I think is really important in Web3 is constantly just trying to figure out how to be better and to do better in the space. And I just loved your question because I felt like it was just all about growth. Um, I just sent you an invite to the Crazy Carl Collective as well because I think you could be a huge asset to us and get. And I think you'll really uh, get down with uh, Bennett, who's also in there and is one of our mods, and and maybe he can help um, help show you the ropes too of of, of some of those questions you've got. So uh, look forward look forward to that. Thanks for being up here. Let's go ahead and move up to Patrick. How are you doing, man? Welcome on stage. Hey, Carl. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for having me up. Uh, Dean, I actually already DM'd you about your uh, community mod questions. GM me for anything. Uh, I'm actually in the collective. Uh, though my question, uh, you asked kind of asked my question because uh, I, I was kind of curious if Ali had any issues with stretching himself too thin as a moderator and getting into too many discords and stuff. Um uh, because I, I have recently um, had to kind of cut back on that and try to come back to my home, home base of, of, you know, the making those meaningful connections. So I really love that you asked that. And Ali, um, I just wanted to ask you, um, as a mod who is has moved on to, not moved on, but, uh, you know, is doing bigger things in the space and now coming out with your own project, 
Um, I had saw a tweet the other day that said NFTs aren't dead, utility is dead. Um, and I was just kind of curious what your thoughts are on, you know, maybe some advice on people looking to add utility to their projects, you know, coming from the ground up and, and working into uh, their own projects that I think uh, would be cool to hear how you, you get creative with things there. And, you know, thanks. Ooh, um, that's, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think for, for our project um, specifically, I guess, um, you know, the thing we're focusing the most on right now is that we don't really have that experience with building multi-billion dollar businesses, right? Um, we have experience in the space and we, we have a pretty good idea with projects that work and projects that don't work. Um, so we're taking that knowledge and all that uh, experience and learnings to deliver an NFT project at the moment. Um, the focus is building the trust of a community as founders of a project because, you know, I think we we have developed the trust as uh, members in the space, but maybe not necessarily as uh, a team that can deliver just yet. So that's our main focus with, you know, if we promised an NFT project, then we want to make sure that we can 100% deliver on that before we get too ahead of ourselves and start thinking about, oh, we're going to turn this into the next board apes, or this is going to, you know, something um, really, they should talk much about utility publicly. I mean, we, we have those conversations within the team, but um, one thing we, we have all made a priority to focus on is to deliver what is currently promised to the community before, you know, we start looking at what we can do next. Um, and I think that way, you know, people, in my opinion, say utility is dead because utility has become such a it's a word these days where you just expect it, right? Where's the utility? Where's the roadmap? Um, and people sort of forget that maybe it's about the art. Um, maybe art is the utility, but you know, we, we also understand that people want utility. And so we're trying to, you know, just cover all those bases, um, take it step by step and deliver what we promise before moving on to the next thing. Thank you, Ollie. Appreciate it. Um, as an artist, I really appreciate you saying that. So um, have a good one. And I love listening to your story. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Patrick. All right. Um, we're going to start wrapping up, Ollie. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I, uh, it was, it, I'm glad that we finally got to make this happen. I, um, I just get excited. There's just so many people in the space that you just constantly want to learn from. And I think your story is a good one to highlight because it just goes to show how uh, growth uh, from the ground up can just build, uh, build you up in the space and, and kind of highlight the connections that you've made. Um, is there any one lesson that you want to kind of end on? Uh, and if not, just uh, share a little bit about how people can follow you. Yeah, uh, I guess my main lesson has been uh, be active, participate, show up every single day, um, and don't don't uh, get too caught up in the losses and don't get too caught up in the successes either. Um, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's, we're all, we're all navigating together and there will be wins and there will be losses. Um, the, the point is to just keep moving forward and have as much fun as you can with the people you love. I love that. I want to give a huge shout out of gratitude to Ali for coming on the show to chat about his journey so far in the Web3 space. 
The Crazy About Crypto Show does not accept paid advertisements or paid requests to come on the show. The quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. I want to give a shout out to the Crazy Carl Collective. Crazy Carl is not my real name. I'm just one voice in the Crazy Carl Collective. We're an entity in the Web3 space working to build and grow together. Many guests of the show, including Ali or Crazy Carls, as well as many people in the audience. If you're not in the collective, I encourage you to follow and watch us and then join us. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today and continuing to learn about the innovation that Web3 unlocks for us all. I'll see you guys next time. Have an amazing night. And now this podcasting system is uh, frozen for a second, so I'm waiting to play the final ending. Um, Thank you so much if you're listening. It keeps messing up, giving me writing errors, and it just messes up the end of my shows when it does that. Um, But now here you are with me still after the show's over, just hanging out and waiting for this magic end of podcast tune. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.